0: CHAPTER THIRTY-SIX OF THE Leopard's CLAW BY GEORGE WASHINGTON ELLIS THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN THE REUNION MANY CHANGES HAD TAKEN PLACE UPON THE MISSION SETTLEMENT IN THE PAST TWO YEARS, SINCE LUCRETIA'S ARRIVAL. MR. WILSON'S CHECK HAD ENABLED LUCRETIA TO PRESENT THE MISSION A STREAM LAUNCH TO NAVIGATE TRAVEL ON THE RIVER and the gold-diggers' liberal offerings to the young heir had aided in making better roads upon which the new spring wagons and horses now travelled. Thus the difficulties of transporting the mail and mission stores were overcome and a regular three weeks' mail service between the Axum post office to the mission substation at the railway terminus. The Wilson Hill, as Lucretia had christened their new home, contained, besides a large story and a half-iron bungalow, newly painted in a modest coat of gray and green shutters a small white and green frame cottage with three large and neat square mud houses in their rear eva's early training and oliver's great devotion had so moulded her life to one of dependency and weakness which even her great sorrow had developed the firm and determined character inherited from her father and the old earl but as she grew more thoughtful a softened look overspread her features which gave it a melancholy charm and reminded one of the madonna she had converted the interior of the bungalow into a well-regulated summer-home of an english aristocratic family her small music-room contained a piano victrola and the latest records a violin and guitar both of which last-named instruments eva was expert in playing so that the reverend and mrs jones spent many delightful evenings at the bungalow listening to lucretia accompany eva upon the piano and their favorite opera stars entertaining them from the hornless machine lucretia had trained mary and nora her two maids from the mission to dress in uniforms and act in yanga's and Zena's places as ladies maids Zena and twee were married and lived in the neighboring cottage and they were now the proud parents of a young son and heir. Yanga and Varney had also married, but refused to give up their old duties. They therefore lived at the bungalow, Yanga acting in her envied position of the undisputed nurse of young Reginald. Varney continued to act as butler and steward boy around the house, while old Toby was settled in the three mud houses with his three respective wives and small family he continued to prepare appetizing meals in his stoical manner, and twelve-yard piece of figured cotton cloth draped across his shoulders, just as he used to at the Sierra Leone home. Lame, a ten-year-old African boy, who wore the dress of a page with buttons, was the last addition to the house domestics. Lucretia had to give up the idea of having Yanga, Varney, and Toby dress in the style she wished, so she had to accustom herself to seeing yanga's loose-fitting cotton gown and varney's white shirt and bloomers around the house this afternoon eva and lucretia sat in two madeira armchairs under some fruit trees in the back yard reading the newly arrived mail eva's appearance told very little of the great suffering and trials she had endured and but for a few gray hairs which her abundant supply of brown curls hid from view and a sad and expectant look a close observer would detect about her eyes one would take her to be a young woman about twenty-eight or twenty-nine who was enjoying a summer tour and the elder sister of her companion eva held an open copy of a chicago daily upon her lap as she scanned its pages lucretia read a letter which seemed to contain important news by the expression of her face they both wore white afternoon dresses and were bareheaded in front of one of toby's houses a strong and heavily built young black barefoot girl of fifteen wearing a short calico dress and a black youth of sixteen dressed in cotton jeans stood before a large round wooden mortar holding two heavy wooden pestles of about five feet each which they grasped by the centre and pounded alternately in rhythmic and merry unison upon a sticky white mass of cassava dough within the mortar they dipped their pestles occasionally into a nearby bucket of water when loud reports as the sound of pistol shots would come forth from the mortar, announcing to the waiting native diners that the favourite African dish, gumboy, was nearly prepared for consumption. A short distance from the couple, standing under a tree, was the two-year-old son of Lucretia. Nora, the brown-skinned maid, wearing her complete uniform of white, stood near him as he tried to hug a small monkey in his arms and divide his attention alternately between a young fawn standing as high as himself and a litter of guinea-pigs which he stooped and petted jacko stood the slight as long as possible and his jealousy finally overcoming him he escaped from reginald's arms and jumped upon eva's lap interrupting her reading mother i am so glad that i wrote to elaine and confided in them listen to what she says sheridan road chicago illinois july twenty first nineteen fourteen my dearest lucretia we could only forgive you for deserting and treating us as you did because it enabled you to find your dear mother we rejoice with you and only regret that we did not share your secret earlier you gave us a great scare darling when we could find no trace of you at freetown but we won't scold you now so like the dear girl she is lucretia interjected bobby mr wilson and myself read your letter together and we decided to take the matter into our own hands and act in the interest of our godson just think of it a young lord is my godson bob is a friend of your uncle and was a guest of his seven years ago at the montroy castle in scotland he is acquainted with your husband also so he has decided to go to england in two weeks time and explain the circumstances to both of them in person you can depend upon my bob to put things right so leave the matter with him and rest easy until you hear from him he says you may expect a cablegram about the twenty-sixth or twenty-seventh of next month i would accompany him also but the stork visited us two weeks ago and left a wee bald-headed toothless miss with me only the love for and great interest we have in you and yours influenced bobby to decide to desert the court of the autocratic and tyrannical ruler in the person of her royal highness miss lucretia moncrief wilson of chicago bobby will accompany your husband or the earl of doubly to wilson hill so as to be present at the reunion and bring you back to stand godmother for your namesake bobby joins in love to you and mother You will have to divide her with me because I have no mother of my own. Kiss mother and our godson many times for me. Bobby and Lucretia join me in sending bushels of love and kisses. Your friend and sister, Elaine. P.S. I am sending you a copy of the Chicago Tribune. Read the Society page. The dear child. Of course I will take her to my heart and love her as a daughter, Eva remarked as Lucretia ended the letter we must send twee to axham to-morrow because this is the twenty-first and let me see it will take say give him eight days to cross over and attend to his business for going to worcestershire yes he has seen them by now lucretia repeated as she unconsciously drifted into a soliloquy but mother do you know that elaine's news about my namesake has caused me to think of a new probable problem suppose that georgiana has a child also oh mother see what my folly may cause hush lucretia you have no right to imagine such things and cross bridges before you reach them here is the newspaper elaine referred to is this the kind of airship you flew away with mr wilson in eva said trying to change the subject as she held before her the front page of the chicago tribune and pointed toward a cartoon in a large phantom Zeppelin airship, flying over the silhouette of a city, throwing out searchlights into the air. Lucretia looked at the airship and replied, No, Mother. Mr. Wilson's machine was a biplane, similar to that toy aeroplane that was on Reginald's Christmas tree. There are different kinds and makes. The machine you are looking at is a kind of balloon and modern aircraft combined, lucretia replied well i feel like old rip van winkle i have been in this wilderness for nearly fourteen years so many new things have taken place during that time that i shall feel out of place at home eva repeated musingly you will find old london as you left it except for the new king's highway and a few building improvements there has been little change the wireless telegraphy and aeroplanes are the most important inventions since your exile don't worry mother we have been keeping up with the styles and latest music which are after all about all the ladies of your world care about lucretia replied that is true lucretia i am afraid that we have gone to the extreme in the matter of dress it seems comical to me sometimes when we are donning these late fashionable dinner-gowns and dining in state with reverend jones and the madam dressed in their comfortable clothing i really believe our sunday evenings and holiday dinners are becoming more and more a nuisance to the couple but of course i know that you want to keep up the customs of your husband's well-regulated establishment it seems so strange that a young couple would have had time to think of so much so soon after marriage dear me how old are you lucretia nineteen this september mother think of it i have been separated from oliver nearly fourteen years say lucretia tomorrow is the anniversary of oliver's forty-first birthday do you know i do not believe that he is dead "'Something tells me that he is still alive "'and wandering through the interior, searching for me. "'That is why I have been so content to remain here, "'and I hate to think of going away for fear he may come,' Eva remarked. "'Somehow I feel that way also, mother, "'and especially so the last few days. "'I feel as if something startling is going to happen. "'You remember how strongly the impression "'that you were alive influenced me.' but we will turn the bungalow and things over to Yanga and Zina, so that with Twee and Varney going about in the interior, and the women always about the place, we may rest assured father would soon be in touch with us. And don't forget Dr. Jones and the madam. They are so wedded to the mission work that they may be considered as permanent fixtures. I think Toby will take his family back to Cape Coast Castle, Lucretia replied. Lucretia, "'Do you know, sometimes I believe that if Lord Wilson had not been too punctilious in his habits and devoted his time to winning your confidence, you two would have been as happy as Oliver and myself used to be. Oliver thought that everything I wore was perfectly lovely. All of my actions were perfectly grand. So you see, my dear, we had no time to find out each other's faults. "'Excuse me, mother, but I must be going for my afternoon ride.' lucretia repeated as she interrupted her mother's reminiscences and walked towards the back porch entrance lame go and tell Tweed to saddle my horse and have it ready for my ride she instructed the page when she entered the back door lucretia did not like to have her mother discuss her husband's exacting ways she had often reflected upon their short married life and had thrashed out all of their mistakes oh Reginald. Why didn't I confide in you the terrible secret that burned within my breast because of Lady Doubly's statement made to me on the eve of our marriage? Yes, I should have confessed and heard your side of the story that morning before the ceremony. If I had even tried to understand him, things might have been different. How I used to hate to conform to the narrow routine of dress and customs. Now, oh now, how I love them. Yes, Too late oh if i had only married with this wisdom i see that now as i think of it poor reginald must have had an embarrassing and lonely time with his poor half frightened and reserved girl-wife no wonder the poor boy welcomed my lively cousin why the castle was as dull as a prison and when georgiana brought in the sunshine we needed but to exchange dress and i would have made a model widow reverend jones thinks that it would be right to give reginald a divorce in order that he may remarry georgiana and avoid scandal i am sure that this is the right thing to do but oh when i think of the possibility of losing my little reggie also i am also tempted to forget his future but i must be brave and pay the penalty of my rash folly although it breaks my heart lucretia suddenly aroused herself from her meditative monologue and changed into a white duck-riding outfit she ran down the steps of the back porch bareheaded because it was after five p m and the afternoon was cool and pleasant she kissed eva and walked over to young reginald who was still busy with the guinea-pig pets stooping down she lifted and kissed him as he threw his arms around her neck then after saying something to nora concerning reginald she started towards the front of the house carrying a rattan riding-whip in her hands don't ride too far lucretia it is getting late and time you should be returning eva called out to her yes mother dear have no fear i shall be back in time to dress for supper she replied as she tripped away as soon as lucretia emerged from the shades of the thick trees which screened the bungalow she saw the airship in the valley but could not decide for certain what it really was because of the distance twee what is that large white thing in the valley that looks like a balloon or airship i see men moving i wish i had my glasses let us hurry and find out if they are white men why yes they are here comes one towards us Lord Winslow identified Lucretia about the same time she recognized his familiar figure. Lucretia! Oh, Lucretia! he cried as he rushed towards her. Reginald! Reg! Twee was just in time to catch his fainting mistress. Lord Winslow was at her side in a second and almost roughly pushed Twee away as he took the unconscious form from the saddle. He gently placed her upon the lawn as he knelt over her, rubbing her hands and calling her name she opened her eyes and pushing him away said go away and leave me please i-i did not know that it was you at first lord winslow felt the sting of the words very keenly having suffered so long from the cruel deception the mystery of which he could not solve he drew away and stood before her permit me to assist you to rise ah this is better before i leave you i think you owe me an explanation for the cruel and heartless treatment i have received at your hands why did you pretend to love me and even plighted your faith in the holy matrimonial vows when you knew that my person was so obnoxious to you that you preferred to relinquish your family ties and large inheritance and banish yourself in the interior of africa among savages i left you because i wished you to be happy lucretia replied happy oh the mockery of the word your idea of happiness is rather strange and peculiar is that the reason you parted with the leopard's claw that your father instructed you never to part with did you know the secret of its contents he asked as he pulled out the claw i knew that it held some secret which a letter that uncle has would reveal when i was twenty-one but believe me i really wanted you to be happy she replied what did you imagine that the wealth of all africa would repay me for all i have suffered here is your treasure of pearls and diamonds and the plot to a diamond mine i hope they will bring you the happiness you wished for me lord winslow replied and he pointed to the box and raised his cap as he started to walk away Reginald, i-i didn't mean the treasure i-i meant that you might be happy with your wife she appealingly called out to him my wife what are you talking of you are my wife i meant georgiana whom you married soon after you thought i was dead she replied my poor child who has put such silly ideas into your head he replied as he drew nearer i saw you two in paris before the Hotel de ville and in rome at the st marie de la Pace, and i was standing before the four sibyls of raphael when georgiana came between us and i lost sight of you after searching over the church for you i gave up and thought that i had only seen a vision my trip to freetown where i tried to find Zena, was equally as fruitless so i finally began to believe that you were really dead since i had seen your apparition in the church lord winslow interrupted as he seized her hands and looked into her face but what about the announcement of your honeymoon trip to japan that i saw in the london times i was on my way to beg your forgiveness when i read it off cape blanco she inquired my poor little girl you have also suffered under a cruel mistake that was lord roland onslow my cousin who had recently married the papers are always confusing our names no darling you are my wife the boyish passion for georgiana died long ago couldn't you see sweetheart that it was you that i loved all of the time lord winslow folded lucretia into his arms and they joyed in the newly found happiness of a complete understanding and restored confidence we had left the couple as soon as lucretia recovered consciousness and he ran towards the airship AS SOON AS HE DREW NEAR THE CROWD, HE RECOGNIZED OLIVER, WHO HAD RECOVERED CONSCIOUSNESS AND WAS LOOKING AROUND FOR THE BOX. MASTER! TWEE! TWEE AND OLIVER EXCLAIMED ALMOST AT THE SAME TIME. COME ON, MASTER. MISS LUCRETIA IS OVER THERE, REPEATED TWEE, POINTING TO THE COUPLE. OLIVER STARTED TO RUN. DR. ROSSMAN CALLED AFTER HIM. STOP THERE, MAN. you had BETTER BE CAREFUL. You will start that wound to bleeding afresh. Oliver paid no heed to the warning, but continued to run, while the astonished crowd followed. He was obliged to interrupt the beautiful love scene by hailing Lucretia before his approach was noticed by the couple. "'Father! Oh, father! Oh, here is my lost daddy!' she cried as she flew into his arms. "'Father, this is Reginald, my husband,' she said as soon as she was calmed and the two men grasped each other's hand. "'Father, the jump was a very fortunate thing for you, because it has restored your memory and speech at the same time. "'But how is the wound?' Lord Winslow anxiously inquired. "'Oh, it is all right, but you are mistaken when you say that the fall restored my memory. It was the sight of you, holding Lucretia's leopard-claw neck-charm, that restored my memory.' The fall, however, restored the speech, for which I am indeed thankful. By the way, you have dropped the claw again, Oliver repeated, and he stooped and picked up the forgotten charm which had fallen unheeded as they embraced. You will unite this happy family through the leopard claw in the valley of Allah. Old Mully's prophecy had come to pass. Where is Eva, Lucretia? oliver asked after repeating the quotation from their prediction of the old islamic priest of masadu can you two stand any more surprises and happiness today?" teasingly asked lucretia hurry up lucretia and take me to eva you will see then that true happiness possesses a healing charm oliver replied lucretia caught hold of one of the hands of her husband and father and ran between them pulling them as they ran along like children they had forgotten all about the treasure-box and left it standing upon the ground. But we picked up the box and explained the circumstances of the reunion of the lost family to the astonished hunting-party, and they followed the happy trio. Lucretia made a lovely picture of happy and carefree girlhood, while Lord Winslow had lost his precise manner and chatted boyishly, like a romping schoolboy. When they reached the foot of the hill— eva was standing midway of the hill bending over little reginald as she retied and adjusted the bow at the front of his white sailor blouse which the pacified jocko had unloosened while reginald hugged it in his arms eva had changed into a dinner-dress and combed her hair in the style that oliver used to admire and she reminded oliver at this time of the days when lucretia used to toddle at her side like the little stranger but oliver spent no time in reminiscences he bound up the hill calling to his eva she looked up and recognized him instantly oliver my own lost oliver she cried as she was enveloped in his embrace lord winslow was puzzled at first at the sight of the young stranger but lucretia pointed towards them and exclaimed look at mother and our son reginald our son he replied he let go lucretia's hand and bounded after oliver and he almost reached his astonished son at the same time that oliver embraced eva lucretia arrived soon afterwards almost out of breath lord winslow now embraced her with one arm as he held his son and heir in the other jacko had leaped from reginald's arms in the excitement and he stood off watching the two happy scenes in an attitude of perplexity little reginald whispered it all to jacko that night just before he was sent to bed and he made it plain to jacko that he had much to be thankful for that he was just an observer of the reunion because finding one's dad and granddad was not so pleasant after all since it meant the smothering of a little fellow in their strong arms and a reminded one of the great hug of the teddy bears which mammy says hug naughty little boys until they promise to be good end of chapter 36 end of the leopard's claw by george washington ellis